Hey guys, let's give a big thank you to one of our sponsors. Anchor has really been the easiest and fastest way that I have um, launched my podcast. It has given me everything I need for free. I don't have to pay any monthly fees, which I can use right from my phone or computer. There is a lot of great creation tools to allow me to record and edit so that my podcast does sound great and personal. Um, they also distribute your podcast for you. Right now, I'm um, I'm streaming on six different platforms, so it can be heard anywhere: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no min minimum listenership. So go download the app, Anchor app today, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Thanks again, Anchor, and I look forward to releasing more episodes. Hey guys, it's Deanna Kempel here with Label Free, and to live your best life, you must live label free. On this podcast, we're going to talk about everyday life and situations that we encounter and how we avoid being labeled or put in a box. I'm actually out here in the country today with my sister and just enjoying life. She's getting married soon. She was a total city girl. She's got one of her BFFs, who's also like a sister to me, Carolyn, with her young her young handsome boy, Miles, and Miles and I did a practice run earlier, so we're just gonna like open it up. We had some fun dialogue already that we should have recorded, but we're gonna roll with it and just see where it takes us. Um, my sister, she was raised in like the Schomburg area and she met the love of her life and she moved two hours away to the middle of the country, which is absolutely beautiful. So let's talk to her and see how she likes that transition. So Dawn, how has it been like transitioning from being in the city to, to like, well, not city, but like city life, like to rural areas? Yeehaw, it's, it's awesome. I love it. For me, I thought it was going to be a lot tougher. Coming out here made me realize a different pace, a different speed of life, and it was just good. I honestly was taken back by everything. You never know what life will bring to you. One day things will be one way and the next day something else will change and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but in my case it was really positive and I met a really solid man that like I couldn't ask for anything better. He was never married, super honest, super strong, super tall, super just like everything all those great that things. all those things that you think that you need in a in the city and um, I found it in the country. So not saying that either one is better, but for me, I'm just like a super homebody. I'm somebody that loves safe places and this is my safe place. So I found that with him and it's just been a whirlwind of good change. things, of change, good things. I, there's a lot that I don't know still. We live on a 400 acre farm to where we have horses, we have sheep, we have cattle. Um, my husband, my soon-to-be husband is in the cattle business and it's honestly such a heart, heartbreaking business. I've already fell in love with one cow and I begged his dad, begged him like probably five times for me, him to sell the cow to me because I loved her. She was called my pretty face terrible. cow. 
Mm. But it's different, you know, it's different. But um, I I guess, is that what you want to know? <laughs> I think that's a, just a different mentality, and it's something that us people that we go to the grocery store and we don't see where that, like, our food on our table comes from. So you're actually, you're marrying into a family that that's, they are part of that circle of life and how we get fed. So if he's in the cattle business, we're so used to, like, connecting, like, you know, we have pets, you know, we have animals as pets. So uh, here in the country, it's very different. You don't have pets as animals. So that's probably very hard for you. I think there is that unattachment to a certain point for his parents um, versus me. What I love about his family and about Daryl is that there is a lot of integrity that's put into like taking care of the cattle and taking care of the sheep and taking care of the livestock that you you don't see and that's why it's so important to support small farmers and not yes. these mass produced farmers that just put cows on a feedlot our cows live on about 150 that's um, amazing. 150 acre pasture and they are able to graze they have horses there with them and mules that protect them from any coyotes or any kind of and donkeys we we have them well taken care of and it's just his dad is an old, old school farmer, but it's getting harder for them, and it's just really an interesting process of life. But yeah, we we put the food on the table for you city folk, at, well, what used to be me, and it's interesting. And you learn a lot because there's some things that you might not even want to hear from me that I know. <laughs> but um, it, it's a really interesting process. But you really, uh, my biggest thing is if this is heard by anybody, you have to support your small town farmers, these mass produced farms. There's just no, not a lot of integrity and there's not enough personali personalization that goes into like caring for the animals and our cows. There's a lot that goes into taking care of them and they have a lot of freedom to just roam and be cows and take care of their young and calve and do what they want and um people really don't know where they're getting their food from these days carolyn yeah. in introduce yourself hi i'm carolyn i'm just a house mom but but no my longtime friend <laughs> i've known her since she's like forever. a sister how I'm, long have you known us too long yeah. <laughs> But I love these girls and their their dreams and their aspirations. I've I've been through them all and I I follow them and um, I'm very proud of them for where they've gone. And I'm I've seen every YouTube video, every show about how food is very important to the world, to how you live, to what it brings to the table, and it's really sad how some people actually live we have to hear you i know <laughs> but um too quiet as long as you can get closer to the table from farm to table the more healthier you will live your life honestly yeah. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually, I Google searched some local farmers. Um, I'm going to post a bunch of links in the the bio or the, the introduction of this episode so that people can actually go and, and try to support. I'll post some like throughout, like not only here locally when we're out in Princeton, but also like in the Schaumburg area and in like in the city. And I'm sorry? Tiskawa. Tiskawa? Okay. So yeah, so I'll post some of that, but 
you know, we were actually talking. I mean, we've been out here. I've been out here all day. I did some work. I had a lot of calls to do and some emails and just hung out here with my sister today. I mean, it takes like two hours to get out here. And we, she was telling us that she was a little nervous the other day that down the road, and there's really, let me tell you something, it's like a mile in between houses. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but... For real. <laughs> I don't know. I give her a lot of credit. It's beautiful out here. A butterfly landed on me and it was just like sitting there for a minute. But then all the other bugs came around. I was like, ah, get away. <laughs> but but it is really beautiful. And I just give her a lot of credit for being out here. But she had an experience that um, down the road from her, there was a home that there was a supposed break in. So we talked about that and like the safety and how farmers like this mentality out here. So Dawn, tell us a little bit more about, about that experience for you. Well, for me, being out in the middle of nowhere, you don't have the convenience of just calling the police and having them be there within five to ten minutes. It would take about a 20 to 25 minute ratio for them to even get to you. So there is a lot of emphasis on just knowing how to defend yourself. And my fiance is very, he, he knows very well how to use firearms oh, yeah. I'm not guns, even comp guns. guns firearms yeah. he he's able to carry one on him it's not uncommon out here but for me it's a uncomfortable situation because it's not something that I'm comfortable with it's not something that I like to like have as a normal in my life but unfortunately in the country you do have to know how to defend yourself and if somebody comes in your house you do need to shoot and not ask any questions that's just the way it is you do Somebody can break into your house and you, you, you just have no, you have to defend yourself. So it is different in that regard. In the city, it's so different. You are so close and personal with your neighbors and stuff in that, stuff in that regard. But out here, it's, you better sh kill or be killed or, you know, and I don't even want to say that because honestly, in the country, it's very peaceful. But for me, this was a very big eye-opening experience and my fiance was like well I told you you need to learn how to shoot and I do he has taught taught me a few times but his friend came over and he, she was like you need to know how to defend yourself in the country and for me I'm not a big guns advocate I'm not somebody that wants to even make it so I'm totally all I'm not going to even, like, post anything on in the Internet. Some people, like, to post things, like, oh, I'm so badass. I have No, I think that that is so not necessary in life. But for me, it's unnecessary out here. So it's different. Yeah, for sure. So when we were talking about that and her concern, I was just like, well, we're, you're out here in the middle of nowhere. What, what do you have to be scared of? You know, because, I mean, really, if there are farmers all living around you, what are they going to do? So it was... I guess out here, you know, drugs is a really bad. It's very heavy, right, Dawn? Isn't that what you're saying? So out off the main road, there it was somebody that was abusing drugs, stopped at a house, put them at gunpoint, and asked them for their money. And, yeah, that, that's a, a concern anywhere, not even in a small town in Chicago. There's... You know, Chicago, uh, small suburbs of Chicago, That's and true. in the country. It's a concern everywhere, and, you know, you really need That's to, it, it, it's something everywhere. But, unfortunately, up here, we don't have the protection of having authorities come so quickly. 
Yeah, that's a little scary. I'd be, but I'm I'm pro guns. I'm pro weapons. I'm pro like defending yourself. So that's I have two big dogs. So, you know, if somebody comes in my house, you better watch out. <laughs> but I was like, "Where's your gun? You have it close because this is such a cute, quaint area out here." And you know, luckily she's got it pretty co- close that if somebody walks in the door, they they better watch out. So I'm proud of my sister for that. But um, so we have Miles here, Carolyn's son. He's seven years old, and he actually did a, his first little podcast with me earlier today. So, Miles, can we talk to you really quick? Yeah. So we have. So my sister has this beautiful horse named Apache. He's a little bit older, and we were out here like hanging out with Apache, right, Miles? Yeah. And so, what exactly did we do? Um, we we. We took him so that he could eat some apples from the apple tree. What else? What else did we do? Do we go for a walk? Do we pet him? We we petted him. And we took him for a walk. Yeah. And we took lots of pictures too. Miles, how uh-huh. long did it take us to get out here? Two hours. It's a little bit of a haul, right? Yeah. Was that fun for you? Nope. It was boring. I I I I. I I literally did nothing in the car. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That's tough. Yep. Well, I was hoping you were going to take a nap, but you didn't. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because I wasn't that much tired anymore. Mm. <laughs> yep. So what about the corn stalks? You see, like, all the corn, how high it is? You like the corn? Yeah. Yeah. Did you take some pictures by it? A little. How yeah. tall is the corn? Yeah. Like about four inches or something. No way, dude. It's high. It's very yeah. high. Yeah. Like it's like seven feet. Yeah, it's like seven feet. But we yeah. have little corn like your top size, right? Yeah. What was on the leaves of those corn? Um, Worms. Yeah, those weird worms, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the corn wasn't ready to pick and eat. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah we're going to have some fresh, sweet corn. But, no, there's worms on them. They're not big enough. They're too young. Okay, so, no, we weren't picking any corn today. But you did have the pitchfork in your hand with your mom taking pictures in front of those corn, the corn stalks. That was fun, right? Yeah. You just So, Auntie Dawn told you you have to get a pair of, like, cowboy boots next time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> cowboy boots and some Wrangler jeans. I know. Yeah, so that was fun. What else did you do today with Auntie Dawn? Um, we saw a little deer. Yeah, we, we saw. Um, okay, so tell let's tell people. Okay, this is interesting. Okay, so everybody who's like real like environment conscious out there. So for like us that live with a, like a regular garbage um, truck driver, you know, recycling and all that, they do not have that out here. So they have their own like I guess compost pile. So Dawn, tell us like how like how that was for you and like what you do on a weekly basis with your garbage. The garbage situation has been really hard for me to adapt to. We burn our garbage out here. Right now, with it being so dry and it being summer, we can't even burn garbage. So it can pile up, and it's something that I'm just not comfortable with. But as far as disposing the garbage, making it as minimal as possible, we put anything that can be used with the animals in the 
timber. We're on a lot of land, so we're able to take any kind of meat products, any vegetable leftovers. We're able to take it in the back and the deer. We have a huge population of deer in the back and coyotes, raccoons, unfortunately possums. Possums are a nuisance for us and unfortunately out here we do kill possums as soon as we see them. They harm our horses and but Miles was able to take a little truck with me to unload some of the compost that we had and um, we bumped into a little fawn and she got a little nervous. She, I think she got away from her mom and she tried to jump the fence. She couldn't jump the fence and she Aww. got a little stuck and right, Miles? Yeah. But she was a sweet girl and she ended up making it out and I'm sure she got back to her mom. Yeah. But we have a lot of protected land back here so I'm sure she's good. That's very interesting. So when I came out here and I was talking to her, like, so I'm going to take back some of her recycling with me <clears throat> because, you know, we are environmentally conscious. That is definitely a different change for people that are so used to like, oh, you just put your garbage out at the at the corner and they come and take it. You pay the city, you know, out here. They don't do that. And so it's just a different way of life. And it's something that you should all just kind of like be mindful of, you know, to not have those privileges and just live so um just lo live so simply, you know, back to kind of like where, where we started. So, so Miles, did, so did you, what'd you think of that? Taking the garbage out there and dropping it off in the compost pile. It was good. <laughs> Are you going to do that at home? Picking basil from the garden and using it and just being conscious of where your food comes from, knowing that it just doesn't appear in a grocery store, like. I mean, that's the best gift I can give myself. Yeah, 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 old. sure, whatever. <laughs> Whoa! But that was cool, though. You put the basil on your pizza. You had pizza out here in the country, though. Yeah, so you had yeah. fresh basil on the pizza. Uh -huh. That had to be cool. You had to like that. Yeah, you went to the garden. You picked a couple leaves. You got to smell it, taste it, know where it really comes from. It's... It's not normal for kids these days Shush. to know exactly where food comes from. And That's true. It's very important that our children understand that it, it takes several people to get it from farm to table. And we're very lucky to have the food that we have. And the food on the table is what keeps us alive. So true and especially if it's more pure to have like food that is grown and you grow it yourself in your own garden that may, you know you that means you don't have as many pesticides you don't have as many chemicals it's not hormone grown all that crazy stuff that we deal with today we're going to like go to a total separate like subject but we are talking about generations so you know we were looking up like what each of us our generation is and it's so interesting like how society has put people that were born in a certain year into different generational gaps so i believe my sister is a millennial she doesn't feel that she's one you were generation what i think uh, miles is generation x yeah so miles who's seven years old he's generation alpha yeah, he's Generation Alpha. And then we were Generation X. I mean, was it you and me that were Generation X? Yeah, something like that. So Miles could be Generation Z. He could be or Z. Or Alpha. Or Alpha. I think you should go with Generation Alpha because I think it sounds better. It does. <laughs> alpha! Yes! Rule the world, right? Yeah. 
we're gonna just do some things. We're gonna show them what it's all about. What do you want to be when you grow up, Miles? Um, a train. You want to be a train, and how exactly are you physically going to do that? I mean, I mean a train conductor. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's important stuff because you know trains take produce product from state to state. Trains are very much relevant in this time and age, and it's not even discussed much about how important train is. So that's a, a very important job, how much they commute food, product. That. That's good to know. There's a train here in Princeton that picks up grain from all the farmers here and takes it from town to town, maybe even overseas. It's oh, wow. really interesting. I've learned so much being out here in terms of how how our system of farming, how important it is that it produces so much. This year has been a really tough year on farmers in terms of getting too much water. We had almost a drought this year and as far as um, rain comes, and it really prolonged the farmers from planting because planting any seed would rot the seed and there would be no crops and it would be ultimately wow. a loss for a lot of farmers. So if you go down the street, last year all these crops were full 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 but now this year you go down Deanna you went down yeah. on your on the bike you saw that, that those crops are all empty yeah so it's a little bit sad, sad but we'll see how that plays role on the economy all right you guys so I'm we're gonna start wrapping things up here I'm actually just so like thrilled for my sister and so happy for her that she found the love of her life she's getting married we did a recording with my other sister talking about her bachelorette party. We it was there's too much noise in the background, so we aren't we couldn't air that one. But we're gonna try to do a recap here soon with her because it, you know it's fun talking about those things and how we're not gonna allow society to put us in any certain bracket. My sister didn't want it to be called a bachelorette party. She just wanted just like her last single night out, you know. Which so we, you know I had like this really cute logo made up for her, and you know my other sister's done a really good job planning stuff and. Just really looking forward to her her new life and um, excited for her what she's doing out here, and you know I think we take for granted that we can go into the store and we can just buy whatever we want and we actually don't really understand all the complexities behind people that do farming and how hard it is on them and how hard it is on their bodies and and the sacrifices that they make you know my my brother my future brother-in-law he wakes up sometimes four or five six in the morning right you said and yeah. doesn't come home until like what six eight seven i mean like these men these these women they work so hard out here my i know my sister's working so hard out here i mean going from city life to this has been such an and she's had to adapt and she's done it very well very proud of her very proud of her and just excited for what this new year brings for her but, you know, I just thought it would be fun to jump on here since us girls were together. We're out here just doing our thing and just talking about life and all that good stuff. So thank you for joining us as always, guys. I really appreciate your support. I love you a lot. Look forward to the next one. Just you've listened to Label Free. This is Deanna Kempel to live your best life, live label free, and we'll talk to you soon.